Use it to be a better whatever you already are. Robert Wright 1. Taking the Red Pill At the risk of overdramatizing the human condition, have you ever seen the movie The Matrix? It's about a guy named Neo, played by Keanu Reeves, who discovers that he's been inhabiting a dream world. The life he thought he was living is actually an elaborate hallucination. He's having that hallucination while, unbeknownst to him, his actual physical body is inside a gooey, coffin-sized pod, one among many pods, rows and rows of pods, each pod containing a human being absorbed in a dream. These people have been put in their pods by robot overlords and given dream lives as pacifiers. The choice faced by Neo, to keep living a delusion or wake up to reality, is famously captured in the movie's Red Pill scene. Neo has been contacted by rebels who have entered his dream, or, strictly speaking, whose avatars have entered his dream. Their leader, Morpheus, played by Lawrence Fishburne, explains the situation to Neo. You are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, into a prison that you cannot taste or see or touch, a prison for your mind. The prison is called The Matrix, but there's no way to explain to Neo what The Matrix ultimately is. The only way to get the whole picture, says Morpheus, is to see it for yourself. He offers Neo two pills, a red one and a blue one. Neo can take the blue pill and return to his dream world, or take the red pill and break through the shroud of delusion. Neo chooses the red pill. That's a pretty stark choice, a life of delusion and bondage, or a life of insight and freedom. In fact, it's a choice so dramatic that you'd think a Hollywood movie is exactly where it belongs, that the choices we really get to make about how to live our lives are less momentous than this, more pedestrian. Yet when the movie came out, a number of people saw it as mirroring a choice they had actually made. The people I'm talking about are what you might call Western Buddhists, people in the United States and other Western countries who, for the most part, didn't grow up Buddhist, but at some point adopted Buddhism. At least they adopted a version of Buddhism, a version that had been stripped of some supernatural elements typically found in Asian Buddhism, such as belief in reincarnation and in various deities. This Western Buddhism centers on a part of Buddhist practice that in Asia is more common among monks than among lay people. Meditation, along with immersion in Buddhist philosophy. Two of the most common Western conceptions of Buddhism, that it's atheistic and that it revolves around meditation, are wrong. Most Asian Buddhists do believe in gods, though not an omnipotent creator god, and don't meditate. These Western Buddhists, long before they watched The Matrix, had become convinced that the world as they had once seen it was a kind of illusion, not an out-and-out -out hallucination, but a seriously warped picture of reality that in turn warped their approach to life, with bad consequences for them and the people around them. Now they felt that, thanks to meditation and Buddhist philosophy, they were seeing things more clearly. Among these people, the Matrix seemed an apt allegory of the transition they'd undergone, and so became known as a Dharma movie. The word Dharma has several meanings, 
including the Buddha's teachings and the path that Buddhists should tread in response to those teachings. In the wake of The Matrix, a new shorthand for I follow the Dharma came into currency. I took the red pill. I saw The Matrix in 1999, right after it came out, and some months later I learned that I had a kind of connection to it. The movie's directors, the Wachowski siblings, had given Keanu Reeves three books to read in preparation for playing Neo. One of them was a book I had written a few years earlier, The Moral Animal, Evolutionary Psychology, and Everyday Life. I'm not sure what kind of link the director saw between my book and The Matrix, but I know what kind of link I see. Evolutionary psychology can be described in various ways, and here's one way I had described it in my book. It is the study of how the human brain was designed by natural...